On this episode of The Playbook, I have Scott Boris, baseball's most notorious agent and the president of Boris Corp. And we're going to discuss how his former college roommate, Pete Carroll, almost convinced him to represent football players. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I actually have a tremendous icon and mentor of mine. He probably doesn't know that. But when I uh, ran Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment, I was a student of Scott Boris. He is a sports attorney. He's a baseball attorney, a great entrepreneur as well. I know he, he probably may or may not even see himself that way. But in order to get to the top of the game, which he has as a baseball attorney, um, and a great business person, you have to have a lot of knowledge, skills, and most importantly, desire, because it is one competitive space. I will tell you that from being in it. Scott Boris, welcome to the playbook. Pleasure being here with you, David. It's an incredible honor, but I really want to get into your playbook to success, because I think out of any sports profession, most people don't know this, but there's so many frustrated athletes out there. You are an ex-professional uh, athlete yourself. Isn't that correct? Correct, yes. And, you know, you probably know better than anyone. Every kid, including me, that couldn't make it on the field decides, well, I'll be a sports agent or a sports lawyer or some sort of sports profession. Um, and you have done such an extraordinary job to be a sports lawyer. But what most people probably don't know is the amount of lives that you've helped beyond just the big contracts. I know everybody's probably thinking what you did last fall and they look at those huge numbers and they think, oh, Scott Boris, you know, what a genius. But what I see you've done over the years, knowing the players, is you change lives. You're, you're a best friend, a mentor, a babysitter, and a, and a guide. Uh, so I wanna get into that depth of where did you develop you know, this idea, first of all, that you could be a, a, a sports lawyer while you were playing? You know, sometimes if uh, it's it's like when you go and buy the the ear of corn in the supermarket, and you see it, and it's it's beautiful, the presentation, it's there. You put it in, and you go home, and you you eat it, and you really enjoy it. But you have to, when you're raised on a farm, as I was, you start with your soil, your water, your sun your seed, your cultivation, your maintaining of the crop, the precise times of when to water it, when to plant it, how to prepare the soil before it. Uh, then you also have, you've learned genetics of getting the right seed, of getting the, uh, a particular method of, of seed that gives you 10 times the fold of a regular seed because it's been genetically equipped, enhanced. Uh, and so you then all of a sudden have a production and an outcome that is dramatically different than you anticipated. And all of that is done by preparation, planning, study. And the reason I only represent one sport is that our soil, if you will, is all about our sport. And we're sitting there trying to prepare the most opportune process for players with great skill. Because I view this as the player has the skill, but you have to have the process for him. Teams come and go. 
sports conditioning people come and go. Owners, managers, coaches, all of that. You want to provide the players stability. And that voice of stability is our resources, uh, our information to give him the discipline, to give him the plan, to provide him with expert training mechanisms specific for position, body type, age, and the sport with which he plays, which in our world is baseball only. You know, my uh, college roommate was Pete Carroll. And uh, Pete and I, would he'd always talk to me. He was very kind to me. You should represent football players. You should do it. And, um, and certainly Pete's been around some pretty great athletes in his time, but never, never wanted to foster into it because I believe it would create a corrupt environment in our office. And the reason I always had that philosophy was I have to know a different set of general managers, a different sport, a different body type. I'm not going to be able to counsel my athletes sports specific. I'm not going to be as prepared. And so when I go to owners and I talk about the value of a player, there's two, there's the value before the contract, which took for him to perform before, but there's also an execution aspect of this. And I want him to know that we're in partnership to get this player to execute. And I spend millions of dollars having a sport fitness Institute with our own 10 trainers. No agency does that. We have our own psychology uh, psychologist on staff. No agency does that because it takes literally probably about three to $500 million to grow experience, expertise, database, software, um, the staffing that it takes to administrate the office so that I can do my job, which is constantly communicate with players, go to major league games, amateur games, all the time where you're on the, you're on the front line of the game and you're really experiencing, you see the changes in the game. So all these dynamics in my mind are our philosophy. I think there are others that work. They, this is not the best business philosophy because you're taking a great risk and concentrating on just one sport. But our goal was that the game has been my life. It's given me everything I have. I really want to devote a career to, helping baseball grow appropriately, the game itself. Uh, I wanna help the players we represent. I will never be an executive for a team. I will never work for a team. I will only work for players, unlike many other people in our profession who've made choices to go to work with owners and do that. I don't wanna sit across the table from a parent or an 18 year old or such and say, I'm only going to do one thing in my life, and that is help your son. And that kind of conviction, I think, is necessary for us. I'm not sure, again, it's particularly great for business careers to make that, to make your corridor so narrow. But I know that I wake up every day with a constant, and that is your faith, your game, your clients, and obviously, all of the family of people that are my personal family and the people that I work with, all of that are the focus of every day. And that allows for us uh, a level of a philosophical basis, I think, that motivates us every day. Because this game, every day I wake up, I've got a bit of a knot in my stomach. Yeah, especially now with the game under its stress that it is not starting. But, you know, what's interesting is us being around some of the greatest uh, 
actualizing people, hyper intelligent, hyper actualizing people. I find that they're stern on their values, but they have two things that you have, and it's so nice to get to know even more of it, is that somebody that's willing to give their life away. So, you know, probably three times in the question you said, probably not the best business decision, but somehow you're at the top of the business game because as you look through your career, you're someone that has been willing to give their life away for the sport and for their players. Um, and then two, just the desire to must be what you can be. I don't think there's any accident that Pete Carroll was your roommate. I don't think there's any accidents who you have represented. Uh, because if you look statistically at what it's like to represent baseball players, to identify talent at 14, 15, and 16 years old, and multi, it's the first international sport that we had. So you've had to de deal with a lot of the, ident the identification of talent and all the different nuances of new bureaucracies uh, which exist in all sports, but going down to Latin America, you know, as a pioneer and having to deal with the training systems down there and how people, you know, trained and owned talent, it, it was completely different. You were the first to have to do that, but you fell back on that faith and values. What are some of the values that you do put faith in that have worked for you, even though the it's counterintuitive to think it's a good business model? You're really a faith-based leader who's given his life to be what you must be. I don't think that the, the irony is that my career is not a career because the probability of it ever happening is in is well, well less than 1%. And the reason for that is that when you think about your training, you know, I studied pharmacology, uh, I studied law, uh, I had three knee operations that took me to law school, uh, your professional baseball playing time, your college playing time, you know, playing high school division one professional sports. And so you have this background where you learn all of the contingencies that can occur. And there they rest on your shoulders. And then all of a sudden, how do you manage this? How do you manage your emotions? And that's where psychology comes in, about your own personal psychology, because everyone tells you no. Everyone says to you, wherever you go. And you realize wherever you're at, you know, you're a professional baseball player. Wow, you're in a place that few players are. But really, you go to spring training, and you go, well, you know what? I'm, I'm not that great. You know, and then you go to law school, and you know what? You're, you're in a really good environment. You're in a lot of really, really gifted people. And you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not the top of the class. And then you go into an industry like this, which is highly competitive. And then all of a sudden you see the differences. You see, they don't, they don't understand this, but they do that well, but they don't understand this. They do this well, but they don't. And all of a sudden you realize that you can put together the system. You can put the, build the foundation and then let the skyscraper grow. And a lot of people in our field, they have early success and they look at the roof and all of a sudden the foundation isn't built and it's the very roof, their success that falls upon them. There aren't many people in the, our business that last more than 12 to 15 years. And there's a reason for it, is that it takes so much to have the current and yet find the future. And so when you're able to do both and you're able to manage that and manage it effectively, 
this takes many, many gifted people. I have 140 people that work for me. And these people are really, really talented in their varying fields. We have a legal division, a psychology division, our sports fitness institute and training and nutrition, you know, our data systems. We have our research staff for arbitration and free agency. We have our own marketing team because we learned that, that marketing companies do not care about how our players play and their schedules. And they're more given to the vendor. And I said, no, we're going to be about representing our players. And we've structured a marketing company that's not commission-based. It's, it's representation-based. So we have all of these different units. We, whether it be in, in different subtexts, we have an equipment contract division. And we've got, you know, you provide meals for your employees. Uh, we provide the best of data systems so that they can operate. We have to generate and create our own software, which is very expensive to do. And so all of these things are about how you know you're going to arrive at being the best. And it's a constant reinvestment. And frankly, the excitement of it is it's never the same. It's always different with each player. Each player is a, a unique uh, part of how they integrate to the game and how you find success points for them. So it's, it's uh, uh, my neighbor is Dean Coons and he writes different, uh, you know, where does he get the ideas? And I know in our job, the idea comes to us from the format of the player is that you learn never to treat anyone the same. You learn to be very instructive and diverse with them. And that creates excitement because we're learning who they are we're learning about how to best give them their unique path. And then when they achieve the levels of success, it's, you know, this off season, we had the Coles, the Rondones and the Strasburgs. And you can remember when you met them, you know, when they were at very young ages, you know, Anthony's at Rice University, he's a freshman. My son's playing at USC. And I went down there and I, I watched him play. And I said, who is this person? <laughs> and ironically, about the third day, his father tapped me on the shoulder and said, by the way, I'm glad you think so highly of my son. And I, I didn't know who they were, but it was, it just revealed itself before our eyes. You know, Steven Strasberg from high school where he, he morphed his body into a completely different one and became great success. And, and I've known Garrett Cole or my, my uh, one of my sons that broke up his no hitter in the, in the, in the last inning of the game. Uh, he was the last batter and he, he hit this jam shot over the third baseman's head. But, <laughs> but the point of it is you, you know these men from their origins. And then it is so, when you look at the numbers and you say 10 years later, these men are going to be worth over $300 million and be the, you know, one of the key figures in Major League Baseball. You know what had to happen. You know that all of them had been injured, whether it be Tommy John or or an ulnar nerve, or you're talking about ankles, whatever, that the white coats, so you have to know doctors, you have to know the medical community, you have to know so much about each, we have 87 doctors that do different things and they're the best at what they do. So you really study, 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 prepare, prepare. You keep looking at the game because the hardest thing in professional sport, ironically, is durability. And yeah. we know that. And we invest a lot of money in making sure our players are durable, cautious, disciplined, 
and they have an understanding that as you know, when you're a great young athlete, you live in kind of a cloud because that's all that, you know, every, everybody comes to you and they, they reward you and they treat you so well, but yet you, you don't understand at the time that it's not you, it's your skill. And that skill will leave you at some time. And so we try to morph that into idea and say, it's about your character. It's about your discipline. It's about what you do that will really allow you to optimize the game. You know, what's so interesting is our, our last question as we finish up is that knowing some of your players and being able to interview them and get into their head. And when they talk about you, they talk about four things that are the four things that you can control in life. They talk about how you help with their mindset, that you help with their feelings, their emotions, which very rarely a player will talk about their, their agent or sports lawyer, uh, you know, helping them understand and process the feelings, whether it's tough family life or, or growing up under, you know, the scrutiny of social media. I've talked all the issues and you're there for them with your staff and your team to help with their mindset, their feelings, also with what they say and what they hear, you, you know, letting them understand the responsibility and the power to help other people empower and elevate other people with what they say and what they hear. And then of course, what they do on the field, ex execute. Everybody always says that you're, you're such a supportive, your entire staff so supportive. But it was interesting because when I wanted to introduce you as a super agent, you referred more to your legal education and as a distinctive factor within the business of being able to understand that aspect of protecting an, ath an athlete, negotiating to make sure the compensation is fair uh, and protective as well. And all the different nuances that you've learned through being a genius in collective bargaining and negotiation, all of those. Why, when you're distinguished by this, you know, uh, intangibles that made you you, was being a lawyer so important? Because it taught you what, it, what you needed to be was a fiduciary and not a friend. Oh. Is that your level of relationship has to be where you're going to have to say difficult things at difficult times. It may get you fired. It has in some instances. But the reality of it is that's your responsibility. It is a, a requirement, a duty, and one I take very seriously. And the idea of making sure that players are self-understood, that's the greatest and most difficult negotiating dynamic that I could ever, ever uh, achieve or accomplish because it is a true gift to bring to players self-understanding to where when they understand themselves, their skills optimized. And we talk about money and negotiations and all those things that those are, those are dynamics that are far more attributable to uh, a consequence of performance. So when you look at what brings performance, you understand it is self-understanding to know what you must do to optimize your skill and handle those situations. And when people always say to me, wow, you're known for something. And I'm going, no, you, you don't really know what the most cherished and difficult part of the job is. And it's that. Well, I appreciate that. I know you don't do many of these. It's an honor for me, but I've learned four things, how gracious you are and how you empower others with that. Forgiving, accountable for sure, but also what a source of inspiration 
not only to your players, but to the game of baseball and the legacy that you're going to leave through that game, I'm sure is something that you hold very dear to yourself and to your sons as well. So thank you so much for giving us your playbook to success, Scott. And I know we'll see some more and great things in the future, some great innovations, revelations, and of course, great performances. So thank you so much for joining me.